Welcome, MyDearBrother.com and MyDearSister.com. The answer for our faith, we're talking about that Jesus heals today. Now let's go into the process of healing. Healing has a process, whether it's immediate or over time. But there is a process. So let's jump right into it and, and go into Scripture. And this is the, the Mark 4, chapter 4, verses 13 through 20, the parable of the sorrow. And Jesus, and he said to them, do, not, do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all the parables if you don't understand the sower sows the word? we got to understand this parable, and most people don't understand it. And Jesus said, you can't understand anything else unless you understand this. So these are the ones that are, that are beside the road where the word is sown. And they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. In a similar way, these are the ones in whom the seed was sown, the seed was sown in the rocky places, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy, and they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. Then when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones... Ones of whom seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things that enter in and choke out the word. And it becomes unfruitful. Those are the ones on whom the seed was sown on good ground, and they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirty, sixty, and hundredfold. This is one reason. This is a, this is a process of healing. Immediate healings is means the word of God is going into the good ground immediately and receiving a hundredfold that quick. Boom, they're healed. Some people receive a healing, you know, 60-fold. Some people have a 30-fold. But let's find out why it even takes longer than that. First of all, when you hear about healing, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word. It's not just about the, the seed of eternal life. This is the word of anything, any promise that God has, anything that says in Scripture. Even the flood of Noah's. Some people hear that and believe it, and Satan comes and steals that, they no longer believe it. They, now they go over to reasoning and, and, and listen to some, some scientist who doesn't believe that, you know anything about God or anything about Jesus. So immediately Satan comes and, and takes away the word which has been sown in them. Now we're talking about your heart. Your heart is the, is the ground. And our heart can have different grounds. When you go out and plow up a section of your yard or every field, you know, to have a you know, a garden, you know, there's different parts. There's parts are probably maybe more rocky, you know, maybe parts of more clay or more parts of, of good soil. And a lot of times I have to bring in garden soil if I want to do any gardening. So your heart can be in different, in different places, but it's talking about the word being sown in your heart. And here it is, the seed's going out, it's being preached, it's being taught, or you're reading the word of God, the seed is going out, and Satan comes immediately away to take away those, those, those seeds. And if you plant seeds, you know, the birds come right a quick, come quickly. Especially if you're sowing grass, you know, you, uh, um, uh, so you need to have some uh, uh, Bermuda grass or something, and the, the birds come and take away, and you got to resow that seed. And it says, in a similar way, these are the ones on whom seed was sown in the rocky places. So our our heart can be rocky, and you know, you don't want to grow tomatoes or or cucumbers or corn in rocky ground. When they heard the word, immediately they received rejoice. So these are people that receive it. They believe the moment God wants to heal me, great, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. And they are, you know, and when they hear the word, immediately receive a joy and have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. What means no firm root in themselves? There's been many times where I've heard the promise of God, I hear it, and I receive it joy, and immediately my subconscious or the devil or whatever comes in and says, come on, God's not going to give that to you. Why would God bless you? Look what you've done. 
You need to repent of all these things. Yeah, Satan will tell you to repent if it bring if it le if it keeps you in condemnation. Because as long as you're in condemnation, it says that we have no confidence in God. We have no confidence that He's going to do what He says He's going to do because we feel condemned. And if we feel condemned, why would we think somebody's going to help us? We feel condemned. So we have no root in themselves. Oh, I'm just a worm. I'm so uh, you know unworthy. Well, we are unworthy in and of ourselves. But Jesus has made us worthy, and Jesus considered us worthy because He gave you parables of talking about a woman who lost a coin, and she, you know, she sought high and low for that coin. When she found that coin, she called her neighbor, says, "Let's rejoice." Jesus talked about a parable about a man finding a field and finding some precious gold or precious jewel in this in, in this field. So he went and sold everything that he had to buy this field. God sees us precious. God sees us as valuable. Yeah, in of ourself, we are not worthy. In of ourself, we have no value. But God considers value. But if we don't understand that, we have no root in ourselves. If we don't think a God of the, who created the heavens and earth is going to pay any attention to a little worm or a little ant like me, then we may hear something, receive a joy, then we're going to be talked right out of it because we have no root of in us. When you have the root of Jesse, which is Jesus in us, so that we believe that, that God considers us of great value. You understand that Jesus bought us with a price. He paid a great value for you and I. But only temporary. Then when affliction, when affliction, you know, affliction, uh, the affliction I was just talking about was a mental affliction. I was talking about these ideas and these thoughts that I'm not worthy. And, you know, and these ideas that why would God follow through on something like that? Why would God even pay attention to me? Why would that? So affliction comes that way or other people making fun of you come on you're not part of this this faith crowd are you you're not believing this healing kind of stuff are you so you get even afflicted by family members afflicted afflicted by you know by other ministers who don't believe in healing or or you know people at work or whatever and then persecution arises because of the word so ah i don't want part of this faith kind of stuff and so and so you just let it go what's well, better to have friends and be sick than it is to get healed and have to make new friends i guess because immediately they, they felt they fall away. They fell away from the promise of God. And that happens to us. We don't want to do that. The word of God. We want the seed. So we've got to replant that seed. We've got to go back and hear more healing messages so that word can be replanted in our heart. Then others are the ones on whom the seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word. But the worries of this world, the worries of this world. I mean, how many of you are mothers and fathers out there of young kids that are sick? You really have worries of the world. There are worries of the world. Means that, and then the out there things that uh, that that bother you, your, your children's education, your children's kind of things. And so, even though you hear good news, you're letting what's happening in your family worry you. Worrying about uh, rent and. <laughs> Because you're paying so much money on doctor's bills. You're worrying about what's going to happen to your kids. I mean, that's all kind of stuff that steals away. That's real life, isn't it? It's real stuff. We're dealing with an elephant in the room. This is real stuff you got to deal with. You've got to get quiet. you got to throw down that worry. you got to cast your care, trusting that God's going to take care of you. Not only, you know... You know, financially and but uh, but physically as well. But the worries of this world will steal your healing from you. In fact, a lot of people are sick because they're worrying so much. And the deceitfulness of riches. And I know a lot of people don't think they have deceitfulness of riches. I know I didn't because I'm not too much into having stuff. I'm a, I'm a I guess what you call now almost a minimalist. I I I just 
I don't like the responsibility to take care of a lot of stuff, and so I don't want a lot of stuff. So I didn't think I was deceitful in his riches until God called me out on it. God had to show me. When God called me into ministry, he says, I want you to leave your job. And I had a good-paying job. And he wants me to leave, and where am I going to go? He wouldn't tell me. I had to leave my good-paying job and trust him. I mean, I, and, and, but I was... But God says, but I was telling God, says I got, I can't. I got this new property. I'm building on it. You know, my dad passed away a few years, you know, a few years ago, and so I brought my mom in, building her house. I was going to build my house. I had a savings come up, so I was going to do that. So, but, but God says, okay, then what do you need to do before you can leave? And so I said, well, I need this kind of money so I can do this for, you know, I, so I can get a tractor. I need this kind of money so I can build this. I need this kind of money. And well, how long is it going to take you? Well, I'm out three months, six months, a year, two years. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me. I, I was deceitfulness riches. I, I wanted to follow God, but I was only going to follow God as until once I had this, once I had this, once I had this, when I had everything taken care of, when I had all my ends met, I was going to go follow God. That was a deceitfulness riches because why? No matter how long it took, there's always going to be something else I thought I had to have before I could follow the call of God on my life. I was being deceived by riches. Money's not evil, but but I was being deceived by my own heart of thinking I needed all these things before I could do the will of God in my life. It had me. And the same thing could happen, you know, happen to you. The deceitfulness of riches can steal the very thing that God wants to have happen in in, in your life. And the desires for other things. The desires for other things. What what other things? I don't know. You could be listening to these messages. By the time I'm through, there's probably going to be 15, 16 hours on healing messages. And there's a bunch of healing messages on the internet. And you could be listening to those things and let it come into you and, and, and fill you with faith and take you from faith to faith to faith to faithfulness until you're healed. But instead, desires for other things. Well, I got to watch the new TV show. I got to watch the, uh, you know, binge on this. I got to binge on, you know, on watch this and do this. I got to do this and do this. I'd rather do this. While you're while you're doing some things that are okay to do that are not necessarily evil, they're taking they're choking out the word. It says the desire for other things enter in and choke the word. Choke the word. So you may be doing some real practical okay things, but you're choking the word. It's a good thing to get into healing and let it and simmer it and let it come in and let it take root. So you have a root in yourself. Let it take root and, and start coming out. You don't want to choke the word, but that's what happens too often. That's why the process of healing is the same. But it may take a while because we're choking out the very healing that we're, you know, that God is trying to sow into us. And it becomes unfruitful. And those are the ones on whom seed was sown on good soil. And they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. You got to watch out that good soil. Even when you have a garden and you have everything else, you got to make sure that soil is good. You know, and, and, and here's good soil here and they're, and they're planting. So why do they get 30 and 60 and 100 fold? Because I think, how much are you going to put into it? How much seed you're going to sow into that good soil? How much are you going to be diligent to keep bad things out of that soil? To make sure the birds don't come around, to make sure the the animals don't come around. How are you going to protect um, that time that you need to spend in the presence of God? That time that you need to receive that healing and do what you need so you can be completely whole. This is the process of healing. You can, you know, go through the process. It may take years or decades. Some people it's immediate because. You know, because they've been prepared. They've, they've prepared their heart. They're ready to receive. And some of us, our heart's not prepared. Some of us have way too many worries about what's going to happen tomorrow. Some of us have way too many other things going on. And we're not spending some of the time that we need to soak up the Word of God because we want to watch this 
TV show because we want to catch up and binge watch on Netflix. So mydearbrother.com and mydearsister.com be made whole.